Hey, everybody. I'm Alan. I watch a lot of movies. This is Alan at the movies. Uh, so today, uh, on not, I wouldn't even call this one a whim. Uh, I had sort of been, when I saw that this movie was in theaters, uh, I I knew that I wanted to see it in theaters because I this movie it's been out since fucking forever. Uh, like specifically, it came out in 1986. I was six years old when this movie came out, uh, and that movie is. A, but it's also just a movie that, like, I admittedly am in, like, not, I wouldn't say I'm in love with, but, like, it's always been in my ethos. Like, I've always known of it and liked it and would watch it and followed it, like, through childhood. And I wouldn't say I know every nook and cranny of this movie. Um,. But it also was something that, like, I had, I played the video games, I knew the story, I knew, like, it was my introduction to Tom Cruise. I think it was for, at least for a lot of people my age, who didn't necessarily get into risky business and the things before that, Top Gun was my introduction to Tom Cruise. It was my introduction to <laughs> fucking, like, Kelly McGillis. Um, like, it just... It was such a thing. It just... And it carries so much weight to it of what Top Gun is. And so I wanted to see it in theaters, especially because with... Maverick coming out later this year, I thought it would be a perfect time to tie it in. Uh, because I've seen it before, I didn't, and it, so it does, it didn't really fall into, like, the, the main caveat of the show, of it being movies I haven't seen before, uh, whether it be in theaters or at home, new, brand new, fresh experience. Um, but I proposed it to followers on Instagram, and uh, three votes yes, zero votes no. So you guys get a Top Gun episode. Um, yeah, it's such... I mean, it's hard for me to say anything besides how good this movie is. It's fun. It's very simple. It's very easy to follow. Uh, the music is great. Like, I think everyone knows for the very least that this is a, a movie that you can watch for the soundtrack. I think this might have introduced me to the idea of a soundtrack movie. Um, there's, it's full of bops. Uh, like Kenny Loggins worked his ass off on this soundtrack and deserves a lot of credit for it and for this movie being as good as it is, as enjoyable as it is. However, um, as fun as it is to talk about how good of the movie is, I will. I'm going to take this specifically from the direction of watching it in a movie theater and. Not just in a movie theater. This was at AMC's Dolby Screens, 
which is their best, their clearest picture, their brightest, uh, the loudest sounds. Like, if you're gonna watch a movie, you watch it in this. Um, like, I, this movie, like, it is one of those, I think it should be in one of those, those, in that, in that realm of movies that you buy almost entirely to show off your home theater sound system. Uh, like it is so like the jet engines and the fun story of the jet engines being deemed too soft, uh, to use actual fighter jet engines where they pump it in with animal sounds to make it, loud and roar and real manly uh like that little part of it but like the sound was so good i loved i was engrossed in the sounds uh and but with the picture uh, we have to talk about tom cruise's unibrow in this movie uh i mean he, he may not have had one but like he may like they may have tweet like tweezed it a little bit, but try and like tweeze it to the point where it doesn't look like it's been tweezed. But uh, dude, dude got like Crow Magnum Man forehead, and like for a guy who was supposed to be a sex symbol, his unibrow and his teeth, because this is pre veneers Tom Cruise too. But also, again, it's the part where he's supposed to be this sex symbol in a role where he's supposed to be this guy who hooks up with every girl and just all of it. And, like, he's supposed to be super sexy. And all I see are his jagged-ass teeth and his unibrow. And I just... I can't imagine a woman who looks like Kelly McGillis fucking him and risking her job for that for a dude who looks like that and i like he i think he's clearly much more attractive now i don't want to necessarily say that plastic surgery is right um but dental work certainly is good and and do some tweezing gentlemen don't be afraid to pluck some of your eyebrows uh don't pluck them to to hell and back but Please him a little bit. Like it's okay if if the like the the nineties slash early two thousands have taught me anything is men. It's okay to care about your looks and like fine tune it. Like just it's okay. It's not it's not feminine. It's just a thing you should do. Um, I say that as someone who's blessed with really great eyebrows. Um, but Tom Cruise is not. And I think he's learned that since this. Um, but I wish he had learned it earlier is I guess what I'm saying. Um, so one part that I found myself, if I was taking this from a perspective of, I've never seen this movie before. Uh, the fact that it takes place while they're at a school with non-violent rules of engagement, um, 
kind of takes a lot of the drama out of it, out of the dogfights. Like, they're interesting to watch, but the only one that really, like, feels like it matters is the first one and the last one. Everything that takes place at Top Gun, uh, just, I, I don't get why it's so important. Like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel special. And maybe that's because the only person you're ever seeing fly is Maverick. Um, When they're doing their flying, I can't tell who's Maverick except for when they show the cockpit. And that makes it hard. And I don't know what makes a good dogfight. What makes somebody good at it? is hard to follow. They try and explain it and they try and they do a good job of necessarily sort of explaining why the way Maverick flies is at a detriment to his team. Uh, but it also, I'd love, I would have loved an opportunity to see how Iceman flies because Iceman is supposed to be He's presented very much as the antithesis of Maverick. Like, he is, by the book, almost almost to a fault with the way he, fought, the way he flies, where he flies just enough, just good enough to do the job. And if anything goes wrong, he would be fucked, is how my brain took that. And then you have Maverick, who flies with his emotions and flies very much by the seat of his pants and pays no attention to the surroundings uh, and will do things like invert his plane for no damn good reason, uh, because it's fun. (laughs) And uh, it just goes to show that, like... He's not like he's good, but I don't think he's like like he's got his faults. Iceman, I think, also has his faults, but you don't see Iceman's faults. You don't see why you should root for Maverick over someone who does their job, does everything by the book. Other than that person's boring. And Val Kilmer, as much as like again, I, I enjoy him in this role. Um, just, I want to know more about him and what makes Top Gun so special. I don't necessarily give two fucks about Maverick's story. You don't, like, I know it's the story of Maverick, but I wish it was the story of Top Gun, if that makes any sense. Um, especially because they talk about, like, the what they talk about and how they talk about Maverick's dad and the trauma related to his dad and his dad's death. Um, just, it doesn't, I don't understand what any of those terms mean. Like they do such a great job of trying to appear realistic and in the actual world that it takes place in that I don't understand 80% of the shit that they say. I take it at face value that it's important and it means that he was doing a good job or whatever, but I don't get it. And I, I wish they had done a, 
I, I mean, I don't, I like that it's very much real, realistic as far as the training and the approaches that they go through in this training school, because it is based on a real place. But, but I kind of do wish that they had dumbed it down just a little, just a little so I could follow along and understand what the fuck is happening. Uh, like, but the, the story, it flows really like you can sort of pick up on parts of it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you're following Maverick and you want to see Maverick do good. And at the end of the day, you get to see Maverick do good. Um, but that's, yeah, I, like I said, I want to know more. I want to like, I wish I had gotten to see more of the people that are, that are also a part of this, this school. And I hope with the second one, because at this point, Maverick is a teacher, I think, because at the end of the first one, I'm going to spoil Top Gun, by the way. Uh, he gets the pick of any assignment and he goes back to Top Gun as an instructor. So I'm hoping in the sequel, it is more about the school as a whole. And I get to learn more about the fighter pilots as a whole. Um, because that's, if there's anything missing from Top Gun, I think that's it. Uh, this movie is also full of so many people that like, I, you watch and I, you, I don't pick up on things like Merlin, like in the first half or not first half, but the first like fighter scene and whatnot, you have, you see Merlin and they talk about him. You don't really see his face. And then Merlin is back at the end of the end of it because it gets bookended in the same place and Merlin is there. And then when they're celebrating, Merlin has his helmet off and you see it's Tim Robbins. And like, it just, you're like, what the fuck is Tim Robbins doing there? <laughs> Why hasn't Tim Robbins been in more of this movie? He's just, he just pops up for 20 seconds you don't re I never recognized that it was Tim Robbins until the end of the movie. And then the uh, slider is fucking dude, bro, boyfriend from Terminator. That fucked with my head a little bit. Then the one black guy in the movie is the computer nerd from Die Hard. Like his name's Sundown, but he's the one black dude. And it turns out he's really good at playing that one black dude in the action movie because he's the one black dude in Die Hard. <laughs> and again, he doesn't have a ton of he doesn't have a ton of lines, but like I still am like, holy shit, that's that dude from Die Hard. And I'm like, holy shit, that's the boyfriend who gets murdered real fast in Terminator. And like everything just sort of like blends together. Like I recognize so many of the actors in this from watching it from other movies that I love. And I think that's another reason why it's there and such a fun movie. Um, yeah, it's, that's it. I, it's a fun, if you have a chance, uh, before, uh, if you haven't seen top gun one, sorry, I spoiled it earlier. 
but two, find a chance to go see it in the theaters, in the Dolby situation, uh, if at all possible. Um, Dolby, Dolby is my favorite way to watch movies. Uh, not only are the seats super comfortable, but the way the picture is super clear, and even in a movie that is an upgraded of an old, uh, old 35 millimeter film, like there's not a ton of graininess. Like I was watching a 4k up updated version of Jumanji at home the other day. And it was so grainy looking and so like saturated with these, like with pixels. I, I took it down from 4k down to just HD because it was too much and it just distracted me this you don't see any of that it's gr like this is such a good transfer of the movie uh it covers so many other like like the sound like i said the sound is amazing uh and the soundtrack the kenny loggins space soundtrack super fun uh also uh, who the fuck plays beach volleyball in fucking sweatpants or jeans why like i understand that tom cruise has a date later on but you don't play beach volleyball in jeans no fucking no i'm just gonna say that like that's the most annoying part of the beach volleyball scene that already feels weird and tacked on and shouldn't have been there um it's that Tom Cruise is playing in jeans. I don't know. This is the first time I noticed that he was playing it in jeans. Has everybody always known that he's noticed that he's playing it in jeans? Like not just not jean shorts, full on jeans. Just what? Uh, just what? I don't get it. Um, I'm not going to give Top Gun a rating. Uh, like, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm, Top Gun in the movie theater is a solid four. I'll say that is a solid four. There's, like I said, the bits and pieces that I would like. I would like less focus on Maverick. I like Maverick, uh, but I want more focus on what the school is and the competition and why it's so important to be number one. Because as long as you... as my my understanding is as long as you fucking graduate who cares like first place means dick all you get your name on a trophy whoop de doo also like i don't i want to know why that's so important does he get money for it does he get he clearly doesn't get better opportunities cuz fucking maverick doesn't get he barely graduated and fucking, he still gets to go on this mission afterwards ASAP. Like, it's a whole thing. I want to know more about this contest and what it is and what the benefits are of winning it is. Like, just little things like that that knock it from a five to a four. I'm going to give it a solid four. Uh, four guns. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. This has been me talking about a movie that I really like for 20 minutes. 
uh, <laughs> for an episode I didn't think I was going to make. Um, you can follow along everywhere you normally follow stuff. Instagram and Facebook, mostly at Alan at the Movies. You can email the show at alan.brand at gmail.com and tell me what movies I should watch. Or tell me why I'm wrong about Top Gun. Uh, or explain why I'm right about Top Gun. I like hearing that, too. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts and give me an iTunes review of five stars because that's what everybody does these days when they're cool. Um, and, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys the next time I'm at the movies. Bye-bye.